0: So you have to make sure that you look at your body properly and uh, through objective lenses, but also with compassion and love and, and don't hate yourself. You know, if you do, how who's gonna get something better that they hate? Nobody.
1: What's up everyone, and welcome to Studying Failure. I am your host, John Egan, and my goal is to normalize the conversation of failure. I want to help you realize three things. One, you're not alone in your failures. Two, your failure is not final. And three, your failures do not define you. Each week, I'll bring out some incredible guests that will not only share their failures and their journeys, but will also give extremely practical advice on how to change the way you view your failures, setbacks, and adversity. Guys, this week's episode is extraordinary And it's a little different from previous conversations that we've had on this show. This week's episode is with a doctor of physical therapy. And the whole entire time, we talk about the failure of our healthcare system here in America. And it is incredible. The insight that Dr. Armea provides and the wisdom that he shares is so good. You will not want to miss it. So make sure you stay tuned. From the very beginning all the way to the end because, man, guys, it is so good. I'm not going to give away too much because I want you to tune in, but my favorite part of the conversation is at the end when we start talking about how we need to speak kindly to our bodies. We need to treat our bodies with compassion, whether it's our bad knees, bad back, bad skin, and that will start us in the process to healing, and it is so good. So make sure you take a screenshot and tag both Doc Physio and myself Studying Failure on Instagram, letting us know that you're listening, and then send this over to one friend as it gives incredible insight as to how our healthcare system here in America has failed us. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's episode with Dr. Armea Abdu. What's up, everyone, and welcome to Studying Failure. Today we are hanging out with Doctor of Physical Therapy, author, speaker, inventor, and founder slash CEO of Doc Physio, which is your digital on-demand physical therapist. We're hanging out with Doctor Armea Abdu. As a Doctor of Physical Therapy, Doctor Armea realized the importance of his work, but felt that the assessment and treatment models were inadequate. He found that the industry revolved around reacting to pain rather than curing the problem, which I love. So to advance the field of physical therapy, it became necessary to shift his work towards the, towards changing the way we view the body and creating a new terrain for how physical therapy is performed. So Dr. Armea, as a former personal trainer myself... I am psyched for today's conversation, man. I think it's gonna be a really, really cool conversation.
0: Yeah, thank you, John. Thank you for having me. And what an intro, man. That was really good. <laughs> I, need to, I need to get that clip for myself. <laughs> so I appreciate it. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Well, you set it up, man. You just you just you made it easy for me by your life's yeah. work. You make it easy for me.
0: Yeah, thank you. That that means a lot. It's my pleasure. Absolutely, man.
1: Well, so beforehand, before we started recording, we were talking and we started talking about how our healthcare system has failed us in a major way. And that that got you down the path that you're on now. So I'm like I said, I'm gonna open that up to you, man, because I'm with you. I think our healthcare system has failed us in a lot of areas. And it's just like in in you know what we talked about, how about how it, you know, just focuses on just reacting to pain, which is way off the mark. So I'm just gonna open it up to you, man about how our healthcare system has failed us because i think that's really interesting
0: yeah there's so much to unpack with that And, and really that realization um was something that i had later on in my career after actually leaving um uh the the situation where i was only taking insurance i became cash based and in that transition i discovered all these things that you're kind of blind to when you're in the system Okay. And, and a lot of people, they have this idea of like, okay, it's when I talk about the healthcare system, it's not so much about whether or not we have private insurance or single payer. So take away the idea of who's paying for it and how it's being paid for. That's, that's one level of the problem. But the, the more important level is how we look at the body. Sure. And when we look through the lens of profit, uh, it really blinds us to what people need to get better. Hmm. And, and so the failure in our healthcare system is that they try to standardize everything, and they try to uh, control what we're doing. So all of these doctors who are in this world, they feel they have autonomy. Like um, like whatever they're doing is their choice. Sure. But at the end of the day, it's really you're doing whatever gets paid for. And whatever gets paid for by the insurance is not always what somebody needs. Sure. And it's a very narrow scope. So you have to be one of those lucky people who your problem is not that big. It's not that complicated. And perhaps, you know, they can resolve it in that model. But if you, if you are in that model and you need something outside, that's even one layer more complicated than just like a cookie cutter concept, then you are, you are probably not going to get the type of care that you need. And me practicing inside of that, i wasn't aware of that i was thought i was doing a good job you know i was getting some patients better but they kept coming back for the same problems um we were very high uh, high volume very busy seeing 25 patients a day open Holy gym God. you know and, and that's like the normal uh mill that some people call it even if you do a good job it's still like this factory of people coming in and out sure and that really does not reflect our human nature and what we really need to get better Mm-hmm. And uh, another layer of this too, John, is that if you get a diagnosis of low back pain and you come into a physical therapy clinic, mm-hmm. technically they can only treat your low back. So if your ankle is causing your low back problems, uh, you can't document it. What? And I've done that in the past. Like I had a lady, quick example story. I had a lady come in, bilateral carpal tunnel. Her hands okay. were having issues. And uh, uh, she came to see me with workers comp and then I ended up diagnosing her neck as a problem. Treated her neck, two visits, she's better, now she doesn't need surgery. She was okay. on her way to have surgery after failed physical therapy. Wow. You know, they assumed it was gonna fail. So I get called by the nurse practitioner, the one managing her case, uh-huh. or her um, her adjuster, and she tells me that we can't reimburse you because you didn't treat what was on the diagnosis, but I told her I got her better, and now you don't have to pay for this expensive surgery. But, and then here's where all the policies and procedures come in, right? It's like, no, well, this, this diagnosis gets this treatment. Uh-huh. So if you, if I give you this diagnosis and you don't do this treatment, you don't get paid.
1: Oh my God.
0: Even if it doesn't get them better. So you see the conversation as you dive deeper into this concept, uh, uh, merges further and further away from actually patient care and more right. into just satisfying some made up concept and policy that we're supposed to be following that really has nothing to do with the patient. So if you're a patient centered uh, um, healthcare practitioner, you are super frustrated living in this world. And that's why all the good ones get burnt out Mm -hmm. and all the ones who just want to make money usually end up making a lot of money because there's a way to play with that system, right? You just copy and paste what you're doing, copy and paste, copy and paste. If the patient gets better, it doesn't matter. This is how it is. You know, so you're going to keep getting patients funneled to you if you if sure. you do your marketing right. You know, and that is like, uh, what what are Whoa. we doing? What are we doing? well um, I realized that failure when I left that model, mm-hmm. and I hurt my own back. Okay. And here I was, I uh, I was lying on the floor for two hours after walking up the stairs because my legs stopped working because of severe sciatica and a disc bulge.
1: Oh my! And God. I'm
0: lying there having all these realizations, like, okay how come you can't fix yourself you know because you've been treating your back and when it has problems it's like okay what are you missing so i sure. started asking myself all these questions lying there on the floor you know going through all the motions you yeah know, after you after you stop feeling sorry for yourself and victim and all this stuff right so i i started thinking okay as a PT, what can i do uh-huh. and my and that and at that point i had no boundaries of insurance because i'm like you know what i'm going to take ownership and authority over my own body i'm uh-huh. going to do whatever it is i need to. Um, get myself right. Yeah. So during that time, um, I created an algorithm to assess the whole body. And then I spent the next three years in a cash-based business where I didn't have to justify what I'm doing to anybody except for the patient, just between me and them. You and the patient. And me and the patient. How, it should, treatments, how it should should 15, be. Yeah. How it should be. Yeah. And what I realized was that, of course, the body's so interconnected. And we all know this intuitively, but for some reason, we become blind to this or the necessity that this is actually the primary thing we should be doing. And I started treating other body parts that were dysfunctional. And what I learned was that my back was absorbing all this stress. So it was only unhealthy because it was doing too much, not because it was weak. Sure. So that told me that another body part wasn't doing enough.
1: Interesting. So this
0: model that I use. I almost didn't believe it when I first started using it. And I spent about three, <laughs> I spent three years with my patients trying to poke holes in it, trying to prove it wrong. So I'd have a patient come in, right hip pain. And according to my model, it's like, I should be treating your left hip huh. and, your right, and your right ankle. And then I would do it. And then I would say, okay, I would test their discomfort or their movement in their right hip uh-huh. significantly better. Really. and then i had patients who stopped coming back for the same problems and now we were curing problems huh. and if you think about it this is very much a reflection of uh even a family unit right you can't have one family member suffering and the other ones are going to be okay right it's like no no you have to get everybody better together uh-huh. so, and our body parts all the different joints and uh, body parts work together and they have ripple effects on each other yeah so if you are ignoring or not assessing a different body part or the whole body for even one pain point, you are missing the cure. Uh And and that model does not work in our healthcare system because how can I justify to, you know, somebody who is managing the insurance payments, who is a thousand miles away, who doesn't have the education and the degree that I do and justify that, Hey, I have to work on John's right toe to make his left hip better. Yeah. They're not going to see it, but to me, it's perfectly clear. Sure. And, when I, and when I do to you, you get better. Sure. You know, so then here we are, you and I have this agreement, but then now we're trying to figure out how to justify it. And we are either going to go outside of the model or we're going to commit insurance fraud. And so, <laughs> you know, it's one or the other, or you're just going to become a bad therapist by not treating, by only treating the symptom and not the problem. Right. Yeah. It's, it's heartbreaking. Wow. You know, because it, it, it sounds nice in theory and it's, uh-huh. it's very true, but in individual one-on-one with people, it is heartbreaking, you know, to see this, like, uh, you don't know how many people I've treated. They're like, nobody has ever done this before. How come no, and they, uh, at the end of it, they always ask, how come nobody has done this before?
1: Right. And I said,
0: you are right. And I've figured out why, and I'm going to try and change that. Why? It's because it doesn't get paid for.
2: Hmm. It's all and about it's money.
0: Ma- it's all about money. And the only way to maximize your profit is to have a standardized treatment. Mm-hmm. A equals B. Sure. So, you know, and, and everybody comes in with A, gets B, no matter what. So sure. we can see high volume, right? That's the only way to see high volume uh-huh. is to do things like that. Uh-huh. So that's really the key and the focus, you know, well, which is unfortunate.
1: And and so so the funny thing is, too, is that essentially by you legitimately making people better they don't then have to come back to you so it's like it's almost like you're like um trying to put myself
0: out of business. trying to put
1: yourself out of business right but That's at the same time think, yeah. but at the same time if you care for somebody that person then is going to recommend their friend to you because they're like hey dr Armea legitimately takes care of you go see dr Armea." And then, and it's just a cycle like that. So, is is that how you kind of then play off your business?
0: Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because I don't even market my business, my my cash based business uh, at all. All I do is I'm involved in my community, you know. Mm-hmm. And everybody uh, reaches out and they ask questions. And the next thing you know, I'm treating the whole family, wow. and and a lot of people who love it and they feel good now. They're like, okay, I want to do this as maintenance. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm going to come see you once a week or once a month. Sure. Or some people say, hey, whenever I feel and I educate them to the point where they understand their issues. So they come see me before it becomes a big problem. They can see mm-hmm. the warning signs before something breaks and then they come see me once they're gone, you know, right. and, and they just come back as needed. Where in the physical therapy model. It's like, OK, our average goal is like 18 sessions with somebody. Uh-huh. So you're, you're trying to talk them into coming in more. And then to to build your brand, you're like, can you write a Yelp review and this and that? And it's like, when you come see me, none of that stuff exists. It's wow. just me and you and the problem. And you're right, like um, uh, I get so many referrals. Like I treat whole families, kids, friends, cousins, like everybody in the network has grown so much because uh, it's easy as texting me like, hey, when do you have an opening? Okay, come. Sure. You know, so we've really removed all the barriers that make our healthcare system so difficult because it's expensive, it's confusing, uh, it's ineffective, uh, it's complicated. You don't know when you can get an appointment. You know, yeah. sometimes it could be up to a month to wait for your insurance to authorize it. And then right. you could be way worse and way more difficult and expensive to fix. So all those barriers are gone with this model, but you have to offer some, somebody something more than they would get inside of that model. Yeah. And the only way to do that is to remove these these constructs that we've created around what we're capable of doing. Uh-huh. And I have to tell you, John, what you can do with physical therapy is incredible. Uh-huh. Incredible. And people don't realize it. Everybody thinks physical therapy. Everybody has their own idea when you say physical therapy. Right. Either, oh, you do massage. Oh, you do exercise. Um, oh, I only go to you if I had surgery. You know, everybody sure. has these Or in the hospital, all the physical therapists do, oh, you walk me. Right. You know, you help me walk. You know, so (laughs) it's all these different layers of it. But for me, like uh, using this model, I have helped people who weren't able to sustain a pregnancy, sustain a pregnancy. I had a Mm -hmm. uh, message today from one of my old patients. She's like, I want to have a second kid. Uh So can I come see you? You know, yeah. Because it's all about restoring the shape and posture of the body. And then it functions properly. But the only uh-huh. way to do that is to see the whole body and appreciate what it really can do. Yeah. And I'm not, it's not like I invented this or did, all I did was observe it. And you you can have those eyes to observe it when you are not limited by money.
1: That's amazing.
0: Yeah. That's it, amazing. It, it, really, it really is. I have countless stories of, of people overcoming things that uh, they could never have overcome otherwise. Mm -hmm. And it makes me happy that I was able to do that, but it makes me sad that if I didn't cross paths with you, you wouldn't have got this treatment. And how many of those people are out there who exist like that right right now, who are struggling, who are paying tremendous amount of money for their healthcare, just to not really have any results.
2: Hmm.
1: That's so sad, man.
0: It's shameful. It it is, it's it's a huge failure, um, in our healthcare model and that needs to change. Or we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be stuck as a sick society, and a sick society cannot thrive.
1: So how do we go about changing that? Like what what do we do? You know, I'm not a doctor of physical therapy, right? Like I'm. So how do how do I though? Kind of as a normal, you know, Joe Schmo on the sidewalk, try to help that change. Try to you know make that change. Or can I help make that change?
0: Oh, for, for sure. So there's, there's um, a few ways to go about it. Number one is just becoming aware, right? So if you want to be heard, you have to make noise. And that's actually why I'm, I'm here and doing podcasts as well, too. I'm trying to make noise and to let people know that, you know, our standard of healthcare needs to be better. Mm-hmm. So once people become aware of that and they start to hear stories of how people have overcome things that start to touch home with them, it's like, oh, yeah, I had that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, because when I start telling people like this, it really, it speaks to their intuition, a piece of them that knows that wisdom. Sure. Our bodies have their own wisdom. You know, so you hear people, uh, I hear my patients constantly say like, yeah, that feels right. That sounds right. There's more to that than than we think. We have to acknowledge Mm -hmm. that our body has its wisdom and understanding Mm -hmm. that we need to acknowledge and not just ignore. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's number one is becoming aware and making noise. Number okay. two is demand more from the people who care for you. And, sure. and keep in mind that we, we've had this, in uh, part of that construct is that doctors are um, like these authoritarians that tell us what to do. yeah, And that we don't have a say in our healthcare. No, no. You need to become your own advocate. They work for you. And anybody who works for you, you should demand the product that you're there to seek. And mm-hmm. your, your product is health. So if you go to somebody and they and you're paying them to make you healthy and it's not working, you need to demand it or find somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that has a bunch of other complications to it, yeah. you know that that has its own thing. But the the next thing is is Doc Physio. Okay. So there are two parts to this company that I've created. Number one is automated physical therapy. So if you want a holistic treatment plan, you mm-hmm. take our online test. For $30 a month, you can have a subscription and a treatment plan. Dang. And that is as much as a copay for one visit, if you're yeah, lucky, depending right. on your insurance. Right. So that's one of the barriers I wanna remove is the expense of, of our healthcare system by offering you an inexpensive, immediate treatment plan that you can have that's customized. Wow. Uh, in addition to that, there's a section that we're gonna have on there that's tools and resources. So the subscription treatment plan, that's behind the paid wall. Okay. We'd have to pay to access that. Okay. But there is an educational stand, um, portion of it, resources and tools. And we're toying around with some names, but I want to call it like Healers 101. Okay. The idea is that I don't want people to feel like a patient. Because if you look up the definition of a patient, it's awful. It's like a victim, somebody who's suffering and Oof. this, which, yeah, it is very yeah. ugly concept. Right. So right. as healers, I am educating you how to take care of your own body and you become your own advocate, and you know who to go to, what you need, right. you know, by this educational platform. And it's all 60 to 90 second videos that are all about the, the wisdom that I've observed with all my patients, with myself, and really what it takes to heal yourself. And then there's gonna be a portion on there where uh, people can submit um, questions. So if, if we don't answer your question, submit it and we'll create a video around nice. that as well too. So we Very can nice. educate the population. And the the last part of it is that we have to get to our youth, right? Mm. Because many of us mm, yeah. we are broken a bit. We're a bit of a hybrid, you know. Our generations, I think, a bit of a hybrid, where we have a better understanding of health, but we're kind of stuck in some of these old ways as well. Right? You know, but we're we're better advocates than the generation before. Uh-huh. Like my dad, he'd have to be dying to go to the hospital. Sure. You, you know what I mean? And then for me, it's like okay. I'll only go, like, I have a lower threshold to go seek help. Yeah. You know, because for right. so the next generation, these are generational changes. Uh huh. It's because I, I didn't realize all of these things or even know. I didn't even have health insurance. Until I was like 20. Wow. 21. I didn't even really know much about physical therapy. Sure. You know, so, but now our youth, like all these kids I'm treating, they're so much more aware of it. So we have to educate them. And then they will know how to be advocates for themselves and understand these problems so they can prevent it. Like where you and I are probably living in this more of a reactive world. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, we I didn't know this stuff when I was younger, so I got kind of beat up. And now I'm in process of like kind of fixing it, going back and forth. Yeah. We got to get them before they're broken. I love it. And we got to give them the education that they need.
1: Well, in education, man, I feel like that's key because I mean, if I'm, let's say like my left shoulder is hurting, Right i google left shoulder pain and within a blink of an eye i mean i could be reading about how i need to have my left arm replaced because of you know whatever for whatever reason and yeah. then all of a sudden my mind starts to roll and i'm like oh shoot i have this when reality is it could be nothing right it could be something so small but that's where the education piece comes in is where educate, 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 where I then will actually know, okay, if that's hurting, then maybe look here, try to understand this.
0: Yeah. And you're, you're left to find your own education, right? That's, that's one way. And, And there's a bunch of issues with that model as well too, because like you said, you go to WebMD, you could have anything from a shoulder strain to like, oh, you could have Uh, some type of tumor in your shoulder that (laughs) you're Like, what What do I do about this? You know, so it's scary, you know. um, And and what people need to realize is that any stimulus that goes into your body can have an effect on your health. Mm -hmm. And one of the stimulus a lot of us ignore, a a lot of us just think, oh, if I massage it, manipulate it, that's a stimulus that relaxes my shoulder. Uh But when you read things, when you see things, when doctors tell you things, that's a stimulus that influences your mind and by default has an output that can be a negative output. So it can sure. create a lot of fear and tension and guarding, Sure. which has a, uh, next thing you know, you just added a bunch of layers of issues onto that person. So there's a lot of issues with that educating people kind of recklessly, mm-hmm. you know, so we're trying to do it very systematically and, and, and uh, appropriately and with assessment. Um, but then the the other hand is when you go into a clinic, you have a shoulder problem, right? But I only get fifteen minutes to treat you. God, how much can I educate you in a busy clinic right. while I'm manipulating your shoulder and you're in pain? You're like this, and then I am trying to educate you on it. Yeah, it doesn't really work. Well, and and you know, also well.
1: you're also you're probably thinking of that past person that you just saw. You might be thinking of that next person that you're going to have to get to see. So you're not super focused and present with that person right then and right there.
0: Yeah, and that's what people need to get better. They need one-on-one attention, and they need people to touch them. Mm Do you know that? Like, how many? Think about this. You go to any other doctor, and you get diagnosed. Like, I look at a picture of you, yeah, and I diagnose you through this picture without even looking at you. It's like, yeah, that's a beautiful uh, advancement in technology. MRIs, X-rays. So it's not like uh, I'm I'm bashing on that. It's like that's a piece of a of a whole, right? You know. So if you're using that piece to determine the whole, you are missing so many levels of that person. You know, um, uh, it just, it, it really, all these things really matter. And people have to be taught how to think um, and how to see their body. And once you teach them that, they start seeing things for how they really are. And once you see things for how they really are, it's much easier to fix problems.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that That's when you can really get to the root of it.
0: Yes, and that's yeah. what we need. And that's what we're missing. And, and, you know, and, and there are objective data to prove that one of the most, uh, the scariest things is that, John, listen to this stat. When I was looking at up, I was like, are you serious? It's so sad. <laughs> but it's so true. Mm-hmm. So there are 115 million, um, 115 million Americans who are suffering from muscle and joint pain. Holy cow. Right. And then I started thinking about, and that's that's fifty percent of the US. And that's about and as a world as a whole, it's about a third. Sheesh. Now keep in mind that we can't necessarily analyze all this uh-huh. appropriately. Uh-huh. So I started thinking, okay, you know what? That's a stat, but let me consider how many people do I know who don't have muscle and joint pain? And I was like, geez I don't know anybody really. Sure. And then I started thinking, okay, maybe that's an underestimate. Huh. You know, because think about that. That means every uh-huh. one out of two doesn't hurt. It's like, well, I don't know that many people who don't have some problem to right. some degree. huh. You know, and then only ten percent of those people seek medical help. Oh my word. So what are all those ninety million or whatever is or a hundred million people left over doing?
1: Right. So when
0: you think about what they're doing, well, what are their options? Right? They're looking up stuff on their own they're trying to use fitness to treat their health, uh-huh. which is another problem because it's like, well, fitness is not the same as health. It's a piece of it, but it's right. the next level. Right. And a lot of people are using this level, even in physical therapy, you go on Instagram, Facebook, all these physical therapists, they're practicing fitness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like, why are you doing that? You know so much more, you could be practicing health. You need to establish their foundation. So then they can do fitness, they can go to a trainer, they can do whatever they want on top of it. You have to make sure that they're healthy. right? You know, so it's a different thing they there because fitness is sexier, you know, it's attractive, it's fun, build muscle. Right. So you have all these physical therapists showing people how to do squats, lunges. It's like, yeah, that's nice, but it's a what if their the ankle puzzle. doesn't move right? Yeah, yeah, it's a piece of the puzzle, but it's, it's a piece that's on top of a foundation of health. Right. So if they don't have this and you're giving them fitness, that's why they get injured and they crumble. Or the second they stop working out, underneath that fitness, underneath the muscle, they're a house of cards, they fall Mm -hmm. apart.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, so it's we're it's just all over the place with this. Um but a bigger thing that they're doing is they're taking opiates. Mm. You know, and if you look at some of the stats, we take about eighty percent of the world's pain medications in the US, and we're four percent of the population. And I think we take like ninety-nine percent of the hydrocodone. So, oh if you gosh. think about that, we are a society that is um, uneducated when it comes to our own health and becoming an advocate for ourselves. Uh-huh. And we are using immediate treatments that have huge side effects. Like, there's like 60,000 people a year, I think, who die from overdose from opiates. So, and, and but but you make a lot of money, sure, it. you know, if you're a pharmaceutical company. So yeah. it goes back to money. It's like, let's give them this. It doesn't fix the problem, but it just makes them not care about it. Mm-hmm. You know, gets them a little high. So they're mm-hmm. good. They're all good with it. And they're know? all good with it. And
1: then 12 weeks later, then they'll come back and they'll buy some more. And then they'll have to buy something else and they'll have to buy something yeah. else. And it Cause just it
0: fixes my problem. Right, short term, but then it has all these other side effects, but I don't blame them because if they were to go to a physical therapy clinic who just does exercises, doesn't do hands-on, uh-huh. uh, like a lot of them do, they give you a sheet of paper, go in the corner, do it yourself. Yeah. It's like, and they're saying, that doesn't work. Yeah, you're right, that doesn't work, but that's, <laughs> not, that's not true physical therapy. Uh-huh. So I was having this conversation with my wife, We're like, well, she's like, what do you do exactly? You know, I was like, well, it's evolved. <laughs> and then i was trying to come up with another name but then i realized you know what i am doing physical therapy um the way it's intended to be done sure you know so they are not doing physical therapy and physical therapy can be so much more Mm -hmm. so i i reversed in like you know what i'm going to take ownership over that title rather than you know let somebody else call like just do some lame exercises or give somebody a sheet of paper and then they coin the term physical therapy. That's not physical therapy. Right. You don't get to call that physical therapy. Right. That's not what it is. It's so much more and, and it can be so much more. So we have to change the definition of it to a holistic treatment. We should be the first line of, of healthcare.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's like, it's like building a house, right? Like you have, to lay, a, you have to lay a good foundation you have to lay a good foundation. Like you said, with squats and, you know, as a former personal trainer, like some people's ankles, they just aren't flexible to be able to do a certain exercise. And then, and, but we have all these physical therapists or personal trainers trying to force them to do that certain exercise, which then causes more issues. And then they try to do something else, which causes more issues. It's like, Whoa, let's get to the root of it. Let's get to the cause. Let's get to the, base. Get to the
0: root. Yeah. And, and they are, they are, To me, like I I used to do a lot of um, ceramics and like clay work, just by circumstance for my schooling and so I never chose it. It Just like okay, this this class is available when I need it and it gives me the units, right? But then now I uh, now I love it and I appreciate it because when I'm working on somebody's body, to me it's like art. You know, you have to create their form and their shape, and you have to create a shape that is conducive to handling stress Mm -hmm. because it's all about how our body handles stress especially the stress of gravity right if we're not built properly like a, a house then we crumble yeah and what i found is that you know think of going back to your house analogy which i love that's one that i use as well too huh. now um we just think of the musculoskeletal system but the reason why i think that physical therapy can be the first line of health care and it should be is because that house that we construct contains all the organ systems in each room mm. And this is where uh, the physical therapy can evolve so much more. Like going back to the patient I mentioned earlier, she's coming to see me so she can maintain a pregnancy. Why? Well, because she has had a lot of abdominal trauma. She had surgeries in the area. So that room that her reproductive system lives in is her pelvis Mm -hmm. and her core and her abdomen. So I have to mold that. So it's conducive. And it takes the mechanical stress off the reproductive system. Sure. And we've proved it in the past with her first child is that she can maintain a pregnancy when that area is uh, molded properly. Uh-huh. When it's not and it's tense and there's mechanical pressure on it, she can't. Wow. So all we're doing, uh, so it's not like I'm doing something magical. I'm using all the tools that physical therapists know how to use. I'm just using it with different eyes. Uh-huh. You know, and and uh, and I'm not limited by what uh, insurances tell me I can do with it.
1: That's amazing. That's amazing. It, it uh. is.
0: It is amazing. And, and it's the reason I say amazing. It's not what I'm doing. It's the body is amazing. Yeah. I love the body. I love the body. It's crazy.
1: It's crazy. Yeah. like what it does, what it can do, and how much we as humans like we're not like we haven't even unlocked a portion of what the body can do, which I think is really, really cool.
0: Yes, and it's so forgiving, yeah. you know, with, and we all uh, abuse it so much and we think like, oh, and we get mad at it. But there's so many layers to it. And this is a conversation I have to have with somebody too, like we talked about all the layers, Uh huh. is that is that there's some MRI studies that show when you get an injured uh, injury to a body part, the part of your brain that connects with it is almost a little dark and fuzzy. Huh. And, and you can interpret that as the mind and body connection Sure. Yeah. So you can't control that body part as well when it's injured, which makes sense. We can all acknowledge that, right? It's harder uh-huh. to manage it. Um, so if you get to a point where you start hating that body part, my F and knee, my this, my that, my damn back, you start talking like that. Yeah. Keep in mind that your mind dictates where all the resources go in the body. Right. Through the hormones it releases and so on. So right. imagine that you hate a body part you think your mind and your body is going to heal it as well as it should? Wow. No, no, it won't. It, it, it can't, you know, uh-huh. because you you have uh, your, your um, impression of it and perspective of it changes the output that you put out, that your brain puts out. And we see this even with stress. You get stressed to your brain and your brain doesn't know how to deal with it. So the output is usually a negative one that is tension in the body. Sure. So your brain gets to decide your whole reality and everything. Wow. So you have to make sure that you look at your body properly and uh, through objective lenses, but also with compassion and love, and and don't hate yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, if you do, how who's going to get something better that they hate? Nobody. Right. Right. You know. So and and you also can't ignore it with pain meds. So it's comp- it's like a child, like going back to having kids, right? Yeah. Pain is like a child screaming in the other room. And you're looking at it through the monitor. Taking a pain <laughs> med is like turning off the monitor. Yeah, no that more screaming. Baby, They're done. You know, <laughs> hey, I, I think I'm fine. There's no more. It's like no, that baby's still screaming. <laughs> you know, you just don't hear it anymore. Right. But the second it wears off, it's going to be louder than before.
1: I love that about speaking speaking compassionately to your body, and being kind to your body. And and I I heard recently, I was listening um, to I think it was principles by ray dalio i think he talks about how pain is an indicator that um like there's something wrong right pain is nature's way of telling you that there's something wrong and and that can go in a number of different directions right and so like if my lower back is hurting or if my knee is hurting let's self-assess and be like okay one how am i talking about my back right how am i talking about my knee do i hate my back well, there, let's start talking kindly or compassionately to our back, right? And let's see if that can start to heal it. Or if I have something wrong with my skin, oh, I hate my skin. Well, let's talk like, again, talking kindly and compassionately about your issues, I think is phenomenal, man. I love that you touched on that because I think that's really, really yeah.
0: cool. And it's really important. And most people, they may not um, really buy into that, but what they have to really understand is that... Uh, We all have different levels of like negative effects that we can cause. Mm -hmm. So for you, if you feel like ah that doesn't make sense, it doesn't affect me. Well, it always matters. To what degree it matters is different for everybody. That's what we have to acknowledge. So if you feel like it doesn't matter, hey, that may be one, two, three, four percent of your back health Mm -hmm. that it's affecting. But when we're trying to make you hundred percent, everything matters. Right. So, but some other people, you you hear them and you see them in these pain psychology classes, right? You, you tell them that, and they're 50% better almost immediately. Wow. For them, it has a huge impact. Uh-huh. Now, it's having an impact for that other person who doesn't buy into it. It's just so small that they maybe can't measure it or acknowledge it. doesn't mean it's not true. Yeah. So they, they have to realize that, and it's, uh, God, it, 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 it's, it's incredible. And all these conversations need to be had and need to be understood and physical therapists get this type of training, mm-hmm. you know, but they don't really have the the circumstance to really practice it. And because of that, it falls by the wayside and then they start just doing whatever it is they do. And they think that that's not relevant because they don't practice it. Yeah. So they don't realize that they don't practice it because of the system, not because whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. Wow.
1: Man, Dr. Armea, I'm loving this conversation, brother. Like I feel, dude, this is just like a little tiny piece of it because man, there's so many other, so many more conversation that I want to have with you about like, about kids and about, like we talked about before about like how staying positive and joyful during tough times, like when we are hurting or when, when we're in pain, you know, seeing beyond the pain failures, like there's so many more conversations to be had, man. And, and, I know we're running short on time and, and I'm going to have to have you on again because, um, yeah, I'm be loving this. this, this would be a lot of fun. Um, so just like I said, we've only got a couple more minutes left. Um, where, where can people follow you, get in touch with you, man? What's, uh, wh- where do you hang out most? Where do we even get a hold of doc physio kind of, um, all that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, if our, uh, Instagram is, uh, at doc physio you know, and then okay. we're, we're going to be starting our social media campaigns and posting a lot of these things. Uh, in the next week or two, I'm going to be shooting a lot of these uh, educational videos. Nice. So we'll have them all coming out. But right now you can also go to um, docphysio.com. Mm-hmm. Now, docphysio is D-O-C-P-H-Y-Z-I-O. Okay. Com. okay. So if you go there, you can uh, sign up for the our newsletter and you'll get a free copy of my ebook. An nice. audio book which touches on a lot of uh, my personal lessons and my uh, experiences and stories about patients that encompass those lessons. Uh-huh. And so, if uh, if somebody's interested in knowing more about that, then they can um, they can sign up for the newsletter as well. And if somebody wants to get a hold of me directly, uh, they can always connect with me on LinkedIn. Awesome. You know, uh, Doctor Armea Z. Abdu. And, uh, you know, and keep in mind, like this website is going to keep evolving and it's really going to be tailored to the patient, patient centered, Mm -hmm. not financially incentivized, you know, type of work. It's all going to be to promote these types of messages and make people, you know, create a community of healers where we become our own advocates and then we can uh, help others and spread, spread these gifts.
1: Yeah. I love it man. I love it. So I'll I'll make Thank sure you. to um tag all that stuff and link all that stuff out down below so that people can check it out because man, I'm I I'm off the top of my head. I'm thinking of some people that I know that I want to say, "Hey, like you need to go check this out." I want I want to go check it out myself um because I think it's so important. So I'm for sure going to check it out, man. Um I got one last question for you, brother. Yeah, of course. Is you get 60 seconds to, to look into a camera, uh, look into a phone even, and you get to send this message on failure, like in the body and what we should do, and this is where you should go. This is how you should respond. What would that message be that you would want to give people? And it gets sent directly, no matter what people's language is, no matter where they're located, it just gets sent directly to them.
0: Yeah. So the first thing is our bodies are incredible and we need to acknowledge that. So when we are unable to heal from an issue, hmm. then we have to reorganize our thoughts. And when we feel like our body fails us, it's not that it's failing us. It's that it's working its butt off for us hmm. and it needs support and help. And so whenever you have an injury, no longer look at it as your weak body part. It's not your weak body part. It's doing all the work. So by default, it's your MVP of your body. Interesting. But the problem is, is that it's absorbing all the stress. Reminds me very much of like, you know, you look at all these sports teams, right? They have that one player who's the MVP like LeBron. He's doing everything. Yeah. But he can't win a championship by himself. Right. needs Supporting cap. Huh. So when you have an injury, keep in mind that your body knows that it's a healthy body part mm-hmm. and it can utilize it for everything. And why is it utilizing it for everything? Because there's usually neighboring body parts who are unable to perform the way they should. So by default, your movement puts all your stress, makes your back do everything, makes your knees do everything. Why isn't your ankle, your hip, your mid-back contributing to it? Okay. So if your body is not getting healthy, that means the stress is still present. So you have to figure out how you can take some of that stress and put it in other body parts. Mm-hmm. Stop focusing primarily on the pain. That is the victim, not the criminal. Go find the criminal. The criminal's quiet, victim is loud. Uh-huh. So if you are stuck, in this situation where you can't advance in your progress look for different body parts that don't move well treat what doesn't move well not what's painful only we get stuck on that i like that and yeah that's preventative healthcare so treat the criminal not the victim
1: i love that i've never heard that before but i love it man and i i might steal it um, <laughs> yeah, there's a
0: chapter in the book about that. That goes that's, a little deeper as well, too.
1: That's so good. Man. Yeah, you can
0: you can take it, spread the message. That's what we talked about earlier, right? Take it and, and remember that's it's not like my wisdom. It's a uh, it's wisdom that I observed yeah. that is already present. So it, it's free for everybody to share. It doesn't belong to any one of us.
1: I love it, dude. I love it. Well, like I said, we're gonna have to do this again, man. Because
0: yeah, for sure,
1: it, the floodgates have opened up, and uh, I'm I would love to connect again and do this again, man talk about insightful i mean that was awesome the wisdom and the insight that dr Armea shared and the openness that he shared about it was incredible i seriously loved at the end of the conversation when we started talking about speaking kindly to our body treating our body with compassion Because that's part of the healing process. If we want to be 100%, we have to do everything in our power that we can to get to that 100%. And that includes and starts with speaking kindly and compassionately to your body. I also really love what he's doing with Doc Physio. The online, fully automated physical therapy platform providing you everything you need to gain and maintain your health, designed specifically for the user. I absolutely love what he's doing. I love how it's on demand. I love how it's only thirty dollars a month, guys. It's incredible. I highly, highly encourage you, go check out Doc Physio, download his free ebook slash audiobook, take the free assessment tool and start your journey to a healthier life. And if you haven't already, head over to Apple or Spotify and subscribe to Studying Failure Podcast and then leave a five-star review letting us know what you think of the show and how we can better serve you as the listener. So guys, until next time, start by speaking kindly and compassionately to your body as that will help you get in the right frame of mind for whatever life throws at you.